Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Standing O podcast with me, Coach D. Today is my very first interview on this podcast. I'm so excited about it, and there's no better person that I could think to interview first than my friend, one of my besties. We were teammates and roommates, and she's just an all-around amazing, fun person. And I guess to introduce her, I should be a little bit professional. So my she goes by coach, or as they would say in Minnesota, coach, Coach Jumi Barless. Um, she is the assistant activities director at Eden Prairie High School up in Minnesota, where she is also the head track and field coach. When she was in high school herself in Minnesota, she was, well, a stud. She was a three-sport letter winner. Uh, track and field was where she shined the most. And she was a multi-time state champion in the long jump and triple jump, not to mention she broke the state records in both those events. No big deal. We met up at Iowa State where she was an all Big 12 performer in the long jump. And I was just a wannabe jumper when we met, but we were instant friends. To me, she is just jump. And she is the person that knows all the lyrics to all the songs. She can quote every movie, every TV show. And she is now a fantastic mom of four boys and probably the best pancake baker that there is. I hope you love her. I know you will. Here's my conversation with Coach Jumi Barless. Hi, Jem. Well, hey, Eek. Guess what? You're my first. You're my you're my first my first guest on the Standing O podcast. Awesome! I'm honored, excited to be on. Thank you for asking me. Of course, because I had to have. I think about college, and you. Aside from my roommate, you were like my first friend that I met. I mean, right? Like we were down. We were next door neighbors. Yeah. In dorm room, and we were like instant friends. Do you remember this? I do. It was like such a connection. And I remember thinking going to school, like, am I going to find anyone like similar to me who I just vibe with? Is it going to be like easy to make friends? And it like, it was instant. It was instant. We went to the track meeting. Yeah. And you remember, I was like, I'm not going to tell anybody that my, you know, my dad's the coach. Like I'm just, (laughs) people are going to learn to like me for me. Yes. And we were in that meeting, like the meeting haven't even started. And someone turned around <laughs> and they're like, you're coach Lynn's daughter. And I was like, and you got so mad at me. You're like, what? what? Tell me. <laughs> I was like, uh, I'm walking in with royalty. I am state royalty. And she doesn't even tell me. <laughs> I mean, it literally like didn't even last a good five <laughs> minutes. I was like, dang it. Okay. <laughs> yes. But yeah, but we, I mean, as, as similar as we are still to this day, like we did have a very different experience in high school because you, well, you're from Minnesota. Yes. Um, and you were, I mean, like you were in sports illustrated. I remember this Remember, I haven't read a sports illustrated magazine. (laughs) I mean, my dad used to subscribe to it, but they had the who's who is that what it was called? Yeah. Of high school sports. That's right. Yeah. And little and little Jummy was was in there. So was like that was, that was cool. you didn't tell me. I don't know how I found that out, but 
That was pretty cool. So like, why don't you share a little bit about just like your journey into sports and um, how you got all the way from Minnesota, all the way, all the way from Minnesota, <laughs> all, the way, all those miles from <laughs> Minneapolis to Ames. Um, no, I grew up in really, I would say in a sports family. So I'm the oldest of five kids. My parents are immigrants to the United States. So both my mom and dad were born in Nigeria in Africa and came here to the United States to go to college. And so they came to Minnesota, of all places. Um, but my dad grew up playing soccer. Um, my mom did track and a sport called handball, um, which I think is like basketball. I think I don't it's even. It's still know an Olympic one. sport. I'm pretty sure. Handball. Yeah. Right? Okay. I get to play it in PE. Oh, okay. So there you go. So they, yeah. so they, you know, played sports, love sports. But my dad was just always really um, just into sports and watching sports. So I grew up loving it, enjoying it, playing soccer, watching um, sports on TV and stuff like that. Um, my journey into track really was just, I loved um, in elementary school competing and racing. Like I just loved racing against the boys and I wanted to beat them in the shuttle run. And I wanted to always just, you know, be the first one. And so um, I think gradually I just enjoyed running because of just that rush of competing. Um, but yeah, in high school, I played soccer in the fall, basketball in the winter, and then track in the spring. Um, and just track was just one of those sports, I think, um, just, like I said, came naturally to me, but I, I loved competing and loved racing. Um, and so I did that uh, all through high school. Uh, I was approached junior year of high school after winning the Minnesota State uh, High School Tournament um, in triple jump and long jump by coach Ron McEachern, coach Mac, love him to this day of Iowa State, um, to, to visit there and compete there. And so um, I went on a trip and the Iowa State uh, recruiting trip, I think was maybe my third or fourth. And I had kind of gone um, different places around the country, but I, man, I just fell in love with Ames. I, it was just like such a beautiful town, a college town. It felt very different from other places I had visited. I went out to New York and that felt really crazy for me. And just like, oh my gosh, I'm 17. I don't think I could live here next year kind of thing. Um, and Ames just felt like home. Like it felt really, I mean, it was, it's close to Minnesota. So it was enough that I, if I wanted to go home and, and visit my family or my folks, I could, but I felt far enough away that I wasn't at the university of Minnesota. Um, and I just, like I said, I loved the campus. I loved, um, just, you know, the people that I met, I met some people from the team, um, coach Mac brought me around and I just said, yeah, this is, this is the place. Like I want to be here. So I actually committed, made my decision junior year, um, which really made senior year of track, just like fun, um, and was able to go back to the state meet and have a great season again. But it just, I knew where I was going in college and it just felt, um, right and great. And that's what landed me in Ames. Very cool. Did you do any of the summer track stuff? Like where you went to like junior nationals or things like that? I actually didn't. Um, because, um, I would, like I said, was a three sport athlete, which gosh, sadly, I feel like is going away. Right. Um, and I, so I, I played some soccer in the summer and I was able to just still enjoy other sports, um, which I love. So I actually did not do summer track. Yeah. I love that, that I forgot you did basketball too. I knew you, I knew you were really into soccer, but just that well-roundedness. I mean, you were a jumper. So like yeah. just the agility and all the things you've learned from all other sports, you were able to pull into the, totally pull into the track. Cool. What do you notice is different? So you're, you've, you coach boys and girls, right? I do. 
I'm the so girls head coach of our high school, but I have coached boys and girls jumps. Yes. Okay. So how is your experience differ from the one that you see of your athletes that you coach now? That's a great question. I would say, um, you know, as I alluded to earlier that I was a three-sport athlete and I feel like when we were in school, most kids, a lot of kids were multi-sport athletes. Um, and I kind of see that going away, um, which, you know, makes me sad because I think that kids should be in a lot of things and well-rounded and not being pulled so much into, you know, specializing in one thing. Um, and what I see with most track athletes, at least, um, is that they are doing other sports. You know, it's very rare that I would find a track athlete who just does track and only track specializing in track. Um, but kind of, I guess what the difference in the experience is, is that many of them feel pulled toward other sports during our track season. And mm -hmm. I didn't feel that, um, you know, growing up, I, when it was soccer, it was soccer season and it was basketball season. We were in basketball season and same with track when it was the spring it was track season. And now I get kids that are in track and they they're excited to be there, but they're also doing club soccer at the same season, or they have a AAU basketball, or they feel pulled in all these directions just during the high school track season. I see that so much too. And like competition dance and, yeah. you know, dance team and all this stuff. It's like, you know, I think kids get such a bad rap these days, you know, like everything's always their fall and whatever, but I, I didn't have to manage what they are managing. I was a busy kid. Like I know you were like student government, all this stuff, but right. I agree. It's like, they have to do, they are felt everything is so important at one time and it's right. hard for them to decipher what to do. That is a lot of stress. That's so true. What a good point. Um, when you look at like making your college decision and what you expected college to be, what would you tell like little jummy? That's like walking off to college, like, um, like something you wish you knew or, or yeah. Or like even like, cause I feel like even just coaching these kids, like they, mm. they have such a rose colored view of mm. like college, like yeah. I'm walking in and it's going to be like, Oh, and all my dreams are going to come true. Yeah. And <laughs> that's no, that's just, it's a yeah. great question. I think, and just, this isn't, you know, my experience I was, and I don't, I don't know how to say this, but coming mm. off the of high school, I was like the big man on campus. You know, I was highly toted and highly decorated and you're the big fish in the small pond in high school and you get to the big pond and everybody at that college was the big fish. Mm -hmm. And so you're, you're all together. And it's like, I probably would have told myself, like your time is going to come be going in as a freshman. Mm -hmm. Nobody knows who you are and what you've done. And they were all the high school, you know, whatever. Um, and maybe not everyone, but it's, I think I would have told myself that um, you can't expect everything right away. It's a lot of hard work. I mean, a ton of hard work. Um, and just, yeah, that, that rose colored, um, you know, championships and all of that and everything that you want. I am so thankful that I really enjoyed the moments that we had as teammates 
Mm-hmm. And, and not so much like, I want to win a big 12 championship or I want to do that. Like I, I, I would have told myself that, but I feel like I, I did slow down in college and experience that. So yeah. like, I would tell my kids going into college, like the times you have with your teammates, the traveling, the, mm-hmm. you know, all of that, that was amazing and so fun. And I would never trade that for big 12 championships or all the things that, you know, you think you want. Right. And I feel like sometimes when you say that people think that you don't care or that you don't try hard and you're like, no, I'm still striving right. for those things. But at least for like you and me and our personalities is like, if we weren't having fun or in like had relationships, it wouldn't have oh, been worth totally. it. it would have the been... connections were, were everything. It were, they were everything. I mean, I was just, down in Ames on Saturday and I saw Nick McInerney on the big screen. And I'm like, that's my teammate, you know? And it's just like that, those connections were everything. And you remember certain things about certain teammates that just bring a smile to your face. And I, yeah. I love that. I honestly think that was, I mean, I know I married one of my teammates. Um, so like, I guess I took my team with me, um, <laughs> <laughs> but even though I did individual sports my whole life, I feel like I didn't realize I would miss a team until I didn't have one, Yeah, you know, like, um, because it's a different kind of friendship, right? Because they see you at your absolute worst yeah, and then they like can celebrate with you at your absolute best. Like nobody knew, understood my journey from like completely sucking to (laughs) having a lot of success more than my teammates did. Right. You know? And, um, I just think like, I didn't realize I was missing that until I like look back at like my adulthood and I'm like, why do I feel like lonely or something? Yeah, like something's missing. Yeah. Cause you could always know you could go to practice and you, you know, you'd have people that would just get you and totally. That's so true. They did life with us. They did life with us and it was, it was awesome. Oh, that's so good, Jim. You know, and I think too, as a college athlete, that was a hard thing, especially like I went to college in my hometown. So I lo- yes. a lot of, a lot of friends from high school or people I knew from high school. And it was like the adjusting to the schedules were different. Like they didn't quite understand the commitment it takes as a college athlete. And I think, um, that was a hard adjustment for me. I know like learning that we're not all the same. Everybody on campus yeah. is not all the same. We have different priorities and different things. And sometimes you need to say no. Yeah. So that's why I was glad I had you because it was like, I was shy and, um, probably would have just stayed in my dorm room and watched movies. And you're like, let's go do this. Like, let's right. go get ice cream. Let's go over here. These people are gathering and I'd be like, okay. <laughs> All right. And I am, I'm totally an extrovert. I'm totally a people's people. And mm-hmm. so I love that. But, um, but you're right though. You have to think about your choices and think about your decisions as an athlete, because our time was so um, limited sometimes for some of those things because of our go to class, go to practice, go to meals, go to study tables. And just like all the things that we had to do, um, we had to say no to, to a lot of things. So would you say like going into coaching, what's been the best either advice someone gave you or just like the thing that you hold on to, to remember when you're doing your job? Yeah, that's a great question. I think the best advice um, that was ever given to me is that to be in the moment, to be in the moment with the kids, because sometimes, um, and I don't know what it's like for every head coach, but for me with my track program, 
I'm not just the head coach who's coaching, like specifically coaching the kids or coaching an event, but I'm also the administrator. I'm putting together schedules and I'm doing all of these other detail, you know, big detail things to, to get my season together, to get my kids together, registration, parents, all of that, that sometimes you get so stuck in the weeds and lost mm. in the stuff that in the moment, a kid just needs you. Like I, I'm one coach and, and each of them needs something from me and they're a hundred kids. And so to them, like their time is their time. And so I try to, if that makes, if that makes sense, I'm in my head trying to figure out how can I split all my time and, you know, be Mm -hmm. here and be there. But to one kid who needs me in the moment, I need to be present and be, you know, with that kid. Cause it's always about more than just track, right? It's always about more. Always. And you never know how meaningful that moment will be to that kid. Totally. Absolutely true. That's such a good reminder, John. I'm so glad that so many of my moments have included you. Aw, me too. I know. Me I too. think I, I, the best memory. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly think like, even though I know college for me was like 15 minutes down the road, I don't know if I would have lasted if I hadn't like, if you weren't just this like godsend of an instant friend, you know, and I just pray that for my kids, like yeah. wherever they go, like, can they find their own jummy? Like, can yeah. they find, um, somebody that just loves them for them and is there for them and, you know, just get to experience life with how fun. Totally. We, we were blessed. I mean, it was, it was easy. I feel like it was just an instant, easy friendship and couldn't, mm-hmm. I couldn't have like manufactured it. Right. It just, <laughs> it was awesome. It was so, so fun. And now it's fun because you get to come and be my little, um, MC at our, she coaches event and love that bring the fun as always. So it's cool. That's cool to see what you're doing with it. Like that to me, is just amazing and awesome. And your reach and just like a seed planted. And this is awesome. So, well, I think about you too, Jem, and like, just for, I mean, how many women coaches did you have growing up? Wow. Um, I think my high school basketball coach was the only one in that. And she came in my senior year. So prior the three years prior had been a male. Okay. Very cool. And you have any coaches of color or women of color as not growing up. Yeah. And like, just, even just, even if the athletes aren't, um, your athletes, they like play a different sport or something just to see you, like how powerful is that? Like, I think, you know, I had great coaches, like, you know, I have no complaints about that, but just to even, I remember like, I have to remind myself that them seeing a young mom balancing life and doing this job and all the other things. And even like being open with them, like, you know, I had, I'm not going to coach this season because my kids need me more like to be able to hear a grown up make those decisions. Cause when you're a kid, you think these adults have it all figured out. Right. And it's so not, <laughs> maybe our adults yeah, did, but I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, I love you. But before we go, I have a fun game. Okay. Oh, I love games. You know me, I love games. <laughs> yes. And I stole it from Phoebe, you know, okay. from our favorite show friends. So, you know, the game where she asks questions and you have to answer really quickly. Oh no. Lightning. Yes. <laughs> Lightning round. Yes. Got okay. It. Are you ready? 
And not so really because it's the first thing that's supposed to come off the top of your head. Yes, but I'm going to give you choices. I'm going to give you choices. So you just have okay. to be really relaxed. Got it. Um, and answer the questions you can. So just relax. Okay. Clear. Breathe. It's my Phoebe voice. And breathe. Okay. Okay. Peanut butter or egg whites? Egg whites. Swimming or running? Oh, running. Leggings or sweatpants? Ooh, leggings. Now, sweatpants would have been like 15 years ago. Yeah, 2001. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, ice cream or cake? Oh, both. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Black Panther or Thor? Thor. Uh, playing or coaching? Oh. Oh. Playing. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Okay. Are you a Rachel or Monica? Monica, thousand percent. I knew the answer. And that's why I didn't even put Phoebe in the equation because I know. Monica, competitive. (laughs) Let's get this thing clean. (laughs) Yes. Man, our apartment would have been disastrous if you weren't in it because you were like the only one who did the dishes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And final question, Jem. So this is called the Standing O podcast. And so um, I want you to think about like, you know, a standing ovation, like the audience gives it to you and they see something that just amazes them, something they've, um, just to show like their love and appreciation for you. So I want you to think about your own life. It can be, it can be big. It can be sports related. It can be not, but what would you say was your standing O moment? Hmm. I would say my standing O moment was having the opportunity to share my testimony of faith to a room of people that some of the, some of them I knew, some of them I didn't know, but just to share my faith and how I became a Christian and just being able to, um, to share that with people was definitely for me a standing O moment. And, and I think mostly because I felt in that moment that the one who was giving me the standing O is the one I live for. And I felt like at that moment, it was like a well done, my good and faithful servant. Like you have shared what I've asked you to share. And for me, like that was just a powerful moment. You standing. <laughs> oh, that's so great, Jem. I love you. Love you too. Well, I've never been on a podcast and I hate the recording sound of my voice. So this, I know me too. Remember like the answering machine. What was our, what was our, uh, it was, um, we did, well, well, we did a couple of Eminem songs. No, Nelly. Nelly. Um, Oh no, we did Eminem too. We did, we did both. So we did the, the Eminem song was I'm sorry, Carla. Oh yeah. Um, (laughs) I was like, after, yeah, just leave a message. <laughs> but the Nelly one was like, um, no matter yeah. what we do, the calls oh. keep coming through. Oh my God. <laughs> People will never know the joys of an answering machine. Just, it's just not fun anymore. Oh, that one was you great. And you, you in the background was like, ow. Yeah. <laughs> and then I remember one of my high school coaches called and they were like, I don't know what just happened. Erica, this is coach. Whatever. Can you give me a call? I was like, so embarrassing. (laughs) We thought we were cool. We were cool. We were cool. We were cool. That's That's really funny. I think when you have to reassure yourself that you're cool, it just, 
right probably there. yeah right there kind of says no you're not <laughs> no you're not no.